Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. I'm back. Jeff Randall is back, and I'm back. On the same week, we settled our differences, <laughs> uh, and we have decided to podcast again together. Without Charles. Without Charles. Charles has been fired. Ouch. Ooh, rough. That sounds a little no. rough. He was never hired. He, he's, he was been, he's been awesome to fill in for two weeks he in a row. He's been a great unpaid intern. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, special shout out to Charles McFall who, who sat in with us the last two weeks when I was sick and Jeff was on his honeymoon. Um, and uh, if you guys want to check out more from Charles, check out the Helicarrier podcast. No, it's... From the Helicarrier. Sorry, from the... You're right. You are correct. The Helicarrier podcast is the wrong one. Yep. Don't listen to that effing Helicarrier <laughs> podcast. Listen to the From the Helicarrier podcast. Uh, just kidding, Helicarrier podcast. I'm sure you're good people. Um, <laughs> check, check out From the Helicarrier and also his uh, his other things. CharlesMcFall.com, I think, is what he said last week. We're all You can find all his podcasts and such. Um, But we're back. We're back. The dynamic duo. Uh, is that a thing? Can we call ourselves? Uh, that's what, what, what's a good duo in the uh, in the Marvel universe? The Wonder Twins. No, no, no that's not the Marvel. Universe. No. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, he's he's got nothing. I want to be like uh, Captain America and the Falcon. Yeah, but who's the Falcon? Nobody wants to be the guy who can't fly. Uh, you mean Captain America? Yeah. Everyone wants to be Captain America. Actually, Captain America does get kind of a rough plight. Like, he's kind of got the crappiest powers of the Avengers. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> he's a superhuman, but he's still not... Like, he's not Asgardian. Yeah, he doesn't have his... his he can't, he's the... He can't fly. He can't fly. He can't he, really jump nearly as high as the others can. I mean, when you saw Hulk, Hulk was like... Hulk, Leaping up buildings. Yeah, it would take uh, Steve a if while I, to get up that building. If I recall correctly, in uh, in comics, the Hulk can leap ten miles. Oh gosh, uh, and the other two can fly. Uh, so well with with Mjolnir's Mjolnir's Mjolnir help, Mjolnir's help <laughs> uh, with his hammer's help, Hulk uh, Thor can fly. Yep. So we get, we get, it's, it's things are tough for Rogers. He's got to be the leader. Like he's like <laughs> he's got to be the tactician because that's all he's got. I like how the one with the worst powers is always the leader in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I mean Cyclops. Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we knew you know where I was going. <laughs> Straight yep, up. Yeah. Um, I mean when you, when you're good at one thing, yeah, you do that one thing. You leave. <laughs> Tell I mean, other people what to do. Yeah. At least, at least Steve Rogers is not a dick about it, like like Cyclops is. Like Scott Summers is just a douche the yep. whole time. Yep they 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 make they make Steve Rogers lovable. Yeah, he's not the the uh, he's the lovable guy who doesn't have quite as good powers as everybody. Else. Yeah, exactly. But at least he's got a good noggin. Mm-hmm. Well, uh. Anyway, we're uh, we're here tonight. We're going to be discussing the episode fourteen of season two of Agents of Shield a little later. But first, we're going to give a little news rundown. News rundown. You got some. You got some news over there. <laughs> news. I'm married. That's the first one. Hey, Jeff's married. <laughs> I have a little this on the personal side, but you know. Yeah, that's news. You do have a badass ring, though. Tell I the people do. about your ring. It is. Uh, it's titanium housing um, around. 
dinosaur fossil and meteorite. So I have conquered and conqueror in one. Mm-hmm. Earth and sky. It's neat. It's neat. It's, cool. uh, it's very neat. It's heavy for a ring, I think. I've never worn jewelry, so it's weird. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I have to keep it um I have to keep it coated. There's like a special like meteorite protective coating cuz apparently it's it's ferrous, so it's going to rust if I don't keep it protected. I gotcha. So, yeah. Hmm. It's that's, neat. It's really is, cool. That's really cool. I do enjoy it. It's uh it's from a seller on Etsy that I can't remember the name of right now, but their initials are JBJ. I know that because they're etched into the ring on the inside. Gotcha. Uh you could come up with something that that means for yourself. I can't. <laughs> All the things I think of are just horribly offensive. <laughs> so I'm going to keep my mouth shut as to what I think JBJ means. Okay. It's probably something jewelers, I would say. That's that's probable. Yeah. Considering it is a piece. Of... Anyway. Um, so there's news this week. <laughs> Uh, there's some there's some weak news and then there's some strong news. Yeah, give us give us the strong news first. Let's strong just get, get, go first. right in, man. Go right into it. Do you want to? Do you want to? Would you rather live in rumor land or would you like to theorize? Mm. Let's go into some theorizing. Theorizing. Well, Joss Whedon, the man right. himself, the man, has said more Marvel heroes will be in Age of Ultron than have been shown in promos. Ooh. Yeah, so like we haven't Mike seen. Drop. I know, right? <laughs> we haven't seen the Falcon in any promos. Falcon. But... Are there any other super superheroes we have not seen? The upcoming. Falcon. What now? There are upcoming superheroes. Sure, we seen sure. Yet. There's lots. There's a ton. Um, and so we could definitely discuss that. What I'm trying to think of who anyone in that could be. He did say superhero. Is that what he said? Yes. Super Marvel hero. heroes. Marvel heroes. Um, obviously there's speculation that Spider-Man could swing through. Um, but, uh, that would, that would, that would have to mean they'd been working on this a while though. I'm not sure if that's, I'm not sure if that's in the cards. There have been reshoots of scenes here recently. That's true. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if they've had time to get, fit that in, but it's just a little CGI. You can have a little C, if they have a big scene with lots of heroes and they just had Spider-Man swing through or be in the background or doing something, they could absolutely do that. Just, that'd be so exciting for all of us. Um, but, but I think more likely is the heroes that were announced long ago, like Dr. Strange, Mm -hmm. who they've already said are, they're not going to do an origin story when they release that movie. Yep. Um, so I think that uh, Doctor Strange very well could be in this movie. Uh, just, I, I, I'm getting the sense that they might just be showing up DC again. Like, <laughs> DC is about to have this big movie where they're having uh, Batman versus Superman, and they're going to introduce the Justice League, all these heroes all at once. Yeah, it's the Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. And, yeah. and the, the whole thing is, like, there's going to be, like, seven superheroes in that movie and they're gonna have to introduce every one of them and i have a feeling that's a bad idea it's does well it's gonna be cluttered i i i agree it seems like it would be but then you've got marvel seems like they might be doing the same thing with this age of ultron they could be it could like ant-man and uh which ant-man looks more like an or it might be an origin story uh, it looks kind of like a Scott Lang origin story yeah exactly but, but not necessarily not, an Ant-Man. yeah not an ant-man or hank pym origin story Sure, sure, yeah. 
But um, we know that we know that the Falcon is going to be in it because Anthony Mackie's name is on um, is on posters, like the posters that they uh, that they released, and he announced it on Twitter because he's all excited, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Heimdall is going to be in there. That's true. Uh, we know that. Yeah, Loki shows up. Loki shows up, but they're not really superheroes. Yeah. Or Marvel. Well, I guess Heimdall Thor. could be considered a Marvel hero. I mean, if Thor is. Sure. Sure. They're they're extra players. Yeah, well, Marvel. I mean, I, I would I would consider I think him that a Marvel. They're mostly going to show up as like a cameo role. Sure, kind of I think thing. so. Too. I bet there's going to be like one scene where uh, Thor has to go back to Asgard, and he's like, you know, in in that in that chamber talking to Heimdall and um, and Loki. I've been watching Luther, by the way, which mm-hmm. is uh, God. I want to see Idris that so Elba's um, a series that he was on in the BBC. Yeah. Really good. I just finished season one. Really, really good. I've been wanting to watch that. But I can't get the lady to watch anything other than, like, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> it's obscene. You got to have your own little TV time. It's tough, man. It's tough. Oh, man. It's married life. <laughs> I mean, I, I do it while I work out. Yes, yeah, a good one. We're, we're, we got to get down to that Star-Lord Drax weight, man. You're right. So, Man, I gained 10 pounds in Chicago. <laughs> it's all right. It's your honeymoon. You get a pass. I you I've lost most of that. Great, I've lost more than fifty percent of that. All right, that's awesome. <laughs> so, I'm almost back down to where I was like pre honeymoon, <laughs> <laughs> which, sadly enough, was not where I wanted to be. Sure, I still like it was a it was a based on the terminology of um, Kickstarter, it was a stretch goal. So <laughs> but I guess it was a shrink goal technically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get an extra ten pounds out before the wedding, but I didn't quite make that. So Oh man, it, it's I, fine. Yeah, I've got a video shoot next month and I really wanted to be down to uh down to three fifty, yeah. which would be a total of sixty seven pounds lost. Uh but I but I really wanted to hit three fifty before next month's video shoot and I'm nowhere close. Like I didn't even <laughs> I, because this this month, I've, the last two weeks, I just have not done well. And I'm, yeah. But anyway, that's our weight loss update. Where we, we both had, <laughs> it looks like we both had a bad couple weeks. But we're back. We're right? Back. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, I think. Wednesday. I don't have anything big planned, so I was going to plan to go to the gym and get some uh, get some real progress in. Anyway. Yeah, man. Do we it. need to get back to Marvel news, Absolutely. don't we? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we know that Anthony Mackie is going to be in there. Uh, he's his name was on the posters. We're likely we know that Heimdall is going to be in there. We know that Loki's going to be in there. Uh, Maria Hill, Nick Fury, etc. But there is um, this kind of ties in to other news. There's speculation that Captain Marvel might show up at some mm-hmm. point. And what was that news? That news is that uh, rumors are reporting that Captain Marvel has been cast already. And is being held under wraps by Marvel until revealed in Age of Ultron. Okay, so yeah. there are saying, the rumor is that this is actually going to be revealed in Age of Ultron. I didn't, right. I didn't get that part. That's awesome. Um, so so if, if more Marvel heroes are going to show up than have been in the promos, I think she's a very good candidate. Yep. Especially, I mean, you've you got to think, if this very powerful being exists somewhere on Earth, is, is Marvel Captain Marvel generally an Earth-bound hero? Yeah. Or is she a? Uh, she's, she's an Earthbound hero with cosmic power and takes frequent trips into the cosmic realm. Okay, because it's like it's Kree based. What her power is? Yeah, but um, but she is an Earth like 
Earth-centric hero. Okay. So, so I can't imagine if the world is being completely uh, overtaken by Ultrons that someone like that wouldn't step up. Right. If they already exist. <laughs> yep. Um, which, you know, they say they're not doing origin stories, so it's... And we know that Stephen Strange already exists and, and already has power. Um, well, yeah, they they said we know Stephen that Hank Strange. Pym is out there. We know that Hank Pym is out there. Yep. Could, Hank Pym could show up in the in the <laughs> in the Ant Man suit, like an old Hank Pym in the Ant Man suit. That could be that could be badass. Well, hmm. I don't think that that would work actually. Okay. Because in uh, in the Ant Man movie later this year, they're supposed to be stealing the Ant Man suit. From a okay. facility. Okay. Uh, I, I just assumed... I knew they were stealing something. Yeah. Are you sure it's the stealing the Ant-Man suit? Yeah. Okay. I just thought he'd be using the Ant-Man suit to steal whatever else. <laughs> I think it might be Because I know it's like supposed a... to be like a heist movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I, yeah, I hadn't heard that he's actually stealing the Ant-Man suit. But... I could be wrong. I thought he was just stealing something. Uh, but yeah. fairly certain it's stealing the suit. Anyway... That's not the important part. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But I, but I do think that it's possible. It's possible that Hank Pym could show up, suit or not. He could yeah, definitely yeah, that's show true. Up. And he is still a Marvel hero, even if he's not in the suit. So, right. uh, what Whedon said, he's actually one of the few um, Avengers to have been a member of the Avengers in his super form and his um, his civilian name as well. Okay, like, Hank Pym has been a member of the Avengers as well as Ant Man. Slash Yellow Jacket slash Giant Man, whatever. Yeah. Goliath, I think. Um, also has been a member of... Yeah. That's neat. So he's been he's been on both sides of the coin. And I think um, it's also, like, obviously we talked about Spidey uh, showing up in the movie, uh, but we had this, this Joe Casada story where he was asked, uh, Joe Casada, who is the... He's the chief creative officer, the CCO. Chief creative officer for Marvel. Um, they asked him, how do you do Spider-Man right in the movies? And he said, uh, you have to get Peter Parker right. That's how you do it right. Yeah. It all the comes most down important to thing is getting Peter Parker right, which if the chief creative officer for Marvel is saying that, that makes me think they are definitely going with Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's also been casting rumors that um, they're doing like, auditions in a house instead of an office because it's a lot more secretive mm-hmm. and they're they're auditioning like 16 and 17 year old kids nice uh guys like uh Matt, i think his name is Matthias or matthias matthias ward okay um who i already don't trust because his last name is ward right right <laughs> anybody that's watched agents of shield will know anyone who hasn't we just spoiled shit <laughs> um but maybe you'll forget <laughs> not that relevant it's fine so yeah they're you know they've been doing uh, apparently auditions and whatnot for that so that that could be something to look forward to obviously they're going with a really young peter parker version like actually in high school kind yeah. of kid which I, which I, I like that i really love the first toby Maguire spider-man movie yeah and my favorite part of it is you know him being like a kid and being in high school and learning about his powers and yep. like cl- him climbing up that wall for the first time. He's got this little things sh- jetting out of his fingers. Yep. And my favorite scene that. in that one is where it, like everything slows down. He notices like the fly down the hallway. Yeah. 
And then it like zooms back in on him and he's like, I'm about to get hit. And he just like does a backflip over Flash Thompson. Yeah, love that. Who's actually that, uh, if you you may or may not recall, Flash Thompson in that movie was played by uh, Joe, his last name is so hard to pronounce. It's like Joe Mangianello. He's um, okay. He's in. He was in True Blood. Yeah, and Joe Manganiello or something. Yeah, the really buff dude. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name either. (laughs) First thing that I've ever seen him in. But I've seen him. I've seen him in True Blood. Yeah. So you know, you know him from True Blood. He was he was Flash Thompson. Tiniest little role in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's funny. Or well, I guess the Sony. Yeah, the Sony Cinematic Universe. My bad. The Spidey Verse. Spidey Verse. So yeah, like that one was my favorite one because he was like, "What's going on? Oh my, I'm about to get punched. I should get out of the way." Yeah. And he was so concerned, like, "How do I? How am I seeing this this quickly? Or rather, how am yeah, I reacting how am I sensing this, this?" Yeah, that was a that was a, that was a really great a really great one. And I also love where he catches the uh, the tray of of uh, Mary Jane's tray. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he just kind of stacks everything up yeah. on it. He's like, oh, Jesus. It's real fun. I'm scared. And I think with the with some of the images, and I think it was that second trailer uh, looking like they might have been out of Wakanda, we also didn't even talk about Black Panther showing up in the Age of Ultron movie. Yeah. I just feel like if, if this Ultron threat <laughs> is as... Cause, it's a, it's a it's a global threat. It's a global threat because they, I mean they've been shooting in several different locations. And we saw we've seen in the in the trailer it looks like they're all over the world. Oh yeah, it really really does. And so I think this is going to expand the Marvel universe. This this movie is going to expand the Marvel universe in a way that the other movies have not. Yeah, uh, I think the cosmic uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy expanded the cosmic universe. I think expanded it introduced it, the cosmic in, universe. yeah expanded the Marvel universe into the cosmic realm is what I mean to say. And this is going to expand it into other reaches of the world because really most everything's happened in like New York. Yeah. There's been this has been the Marvel Cinematic New York universe <laughs> thus far. The Marvel Cinematic United States. Yeah. Well, I mean, just New York. I mean, what has there been anything that wasn't in New York? Iron Man was mostly in uh in uh Los was it Angeles. in LA? Oh yeah, yeah. His, I guess I was well, thinking about Star Tower. That's right. That's yeah. right. Wait, what's in what's in Malibu? His condo. That's or you're, you're, condo, you're totally his, right. His um his house. You're totally right. That's that's and true. Vault. I guess I'm thinking of Stark Tower being in New yeah. York. And um Thor when it was on Earth was in New Mexico. That's right. And London. I guess I'm thinking of Hulk, Captain America, and yeah. Well, Hulk the broke Avengers. Harlem. <laughs> yes. So so Hulk, Captain America, and uh, the Avengers all happen in New York. Although whenever mostly. Whenever the the Hulk was introduced, he was in Brazil. That's true. That that, 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 that went a little global. But I guess we're just going to see. It didn't feel like it was a real threat, though, when it was out there. Like, the threats have been very local. Yeah. And and when it was centralized, as far as an Avengers thing, it's centered in New York. Yeah. And it doesn't look like there's going to be a center to it. In this one, yeah, I'm sure there will be. I'm sure it'll come to some sort of big last battle that they have to, you know, do some sort of MacGuffin to stop the thing from happening. (laughs) Well, if you if you look at the trailer where it's like top down view and they're all fighting like back to back, it looks like they're fighting around something. Yeah, it does. 
See, that, that's my point exactly. It's yeah. probably like some sort of MacGuffin they This is the protect. EMP blast that will kill all of the Ultron. Exactly. You're like, this is the virus that's uploading into the <laughs> <Right>? Ultron <laughs> mainframe or um, Independence Day yep, style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what we have to do is we have to get inside an Ultron and fly into the mothership. <laughs> With uh, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith. Yeah, totally. We gotta stop Ultron. Those are the extra heroes. Right? <laughs> it's uh, the, the, the actual characters from Independence Day yep. are, the, are, the, are the heroes that Joss Whedon's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be like, look, no hands. I don't get the look, no hands thing. He was flying the ship and Jeff Goldblum was all like, Ugh, uh, I hate flying. And he's like, what do you mean? No, look, no hands. And he's like, oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, making a new Independence Day. Yep. And I'm fine with that. I, I, I love le- really sequels that are really late. I love, like, 20-year-later <laughs> sequels. Um, well, not just that. It's like a, it's a 20-year-later sequel that that is in-universe. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, Jeff Goldblum well, that's, that's is what I mean reprising by his role. That's what I mean by sequel. I feel like if it's not in the same universe, it's not even a sequel. It's a reboot. Or whatever. Ah, fair. Uh, well, there so, are, like, soft reboots that are... I don't know. Sure. Not. But I love, like, Rambo. The the new Rambo that came out was, like, Rambo 5, basically. And it was, like, a 20 years later after, like, the <laughs> 80s Rambo. And they just... Yeah, it's super fun. And he did the same thing with Rocky. Stallone did. I wonder what property he's going to do next. <laughs> Uh, he's actually, I think he's making another Rambo right now. Is he? Yeah, like a Rambo God. six. I'm excited about it. <laughs> I hope he waits another twenty years on like the Expendables. Oh gosh, yeah that that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> the Expendables <laughs> just seems a little like action, just action porn. Like it really is. It's which so is fine. No. There's just not much development. It's very mindless. Yeah, and. While that may be fun, and I liked that like a decade ago, I I I, I deserve a little plot now. Yeah, you're an adult now. So Eat anyway, some vegetables with your uh, with your candy cereal. <laughs> so we got two more pieces of news, and they're both pretty big. There's a new Age of Ultron trailer out, the roll call trailer. Yeah, I really liked this trailer. I thought this trailer was awesome. I did too. It uh, it's reminiscent of the uh, you remember when the first Avengers roll call trailer came out and it was like let's let's think about it we got uh, uh, a demigod a man with breathtaking anger issues and he just kept going like a couple of master assassins he like kept going with that roll call and like I liked that it didn't. Like, he didn't have to name off. Nobody had to name off anything no, in this one. there was one. no naming off of this one. But it just kind of flowed. Yeah. Uh, what I really liked about this trailer is it doesn't feel... All of the other trailers up till now have felt like an Ultron trailer. Yeah. <laughs> this is an Avengers trailer. Yeah, Ultron, it's... I don't know if Ultron speaks in this trailer. He does. He may say one, like, one line. Yeah, he the says, other ones, he... Avengers, how can you stop me? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, he, he says he, he says very little. And I, and I really liked that. Um, that. They're just showing us that the team is still there and the, the humor is still there. Yep. Um, it's all in the swing. Yeah. It's all, in, <laughs> it's all in the swing. He says that really, really uh, interestingly. <laughs> just kind of throws throws that line away. I like it. Um, the, the, the actually shorter cut of the trailer, which is like a 30-second spot, 
for the TV, for TV shows the Hulkbuster armor coming together. This trailer yeah. doesn't show that, which I, I man, um, I feel a little cheated. Right? Yeah, they, they it's, it's so funny. There's so many little things that they're like throwing in to each individual trailer that's not in the other trailers. And I'm like, come on. And they keep showing that one shot of like all of the Avengers in the snow where they're all like, it's like the, the profile view of the whole team leaping yeah. into action. And that is, I want to say that that is one of the best shots that I have ever seen. Yeah. It looks so cool. Absolutely. The only, the only problem that I have with it is that Hawkeye looks a little, a little bit goofy and out of place, like leaping forward with a bow and arrow. I don't know. I feel like they all, I mean, like, You've got a Black Widow's kind of doing the same thing. She's about to kick somebody in the face. Sure, sure. But the uh I, I it just looks right out of comic books. Oh yeah. I mean, straight uh, straight out of the comics. Absolutely. Like, that's the thing about that, that that shot. It looks like a moving comic book. The only thing that they could have done to make that more like a comic book was to like frame it. <laughs> <laughs> like put a put a really silly frame around or it. Put a word bubble. Oh yeah, they should have put a word bubble in one frame just to uh, <laughs> just to throw off some fanboys. Yeah, uh, I really loved when uh, seeing Captain America throw his motorcycle into, <laughs> a, into car. a car. It's like uh, this is transportation and a weapon. <laughs> um, I love I love how in, in certain, he's like that just slipped. <laughs> certain characters, anything you put in their hand is a weapon. That's true. There's a there's a season of Jack of a uh, twenty four. Yeah. Where Jack Bauer gets stabbed in the chest. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, it cuts a commercial or whatever. It may not. Uh, but anyway, he takes that knife that's been thrown in his chest. He takes it out and just murders everyone in the room with it. <laughs> and it's just like, you don't stab Jack Bauer and leave the knife in. <laughs> You're just giving him a weapon. That's <laughs> uh, like doing anything in the region of the Hulk. Yeah. Just doing anything. You just don't do anything. <laughs> You put yourself there. He uses everything else as a weapon. He just grabs you. Loki found that out. Yeah. He uses cars. Any, any anything in anything in the hands of uh, Captain America can be a solid weapon. Uh, who do you think that um, Hawkeye is talking to when he says, "You step out that door, you're an Avenger." Oh, that's obviously that's Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Maybe. I think he's talking to both of them. It does show them immediately edited. It's edited to look like it's Scarlet Witch. I also, we've seen, I believe we've seen in the trailers, Scarlet Witch looking like she's working for the Avengers. Is is that? that... It's been mostly in the posters. Okay. Um, What I think it is, is he is having the talk with them of like, what you're doing is bad. Sure, you guys need to come to the side of well, good. The thing is, I think that's possible. And I definitely, th- I definitely think that's what the trailer wants you to think. Yeah, but I think that could be anyone, and especially with the it's news true. of it being other heroes in this movie, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. that could be him inviting. I mean, well, for one thing, it could be Vision. Um, it's true. It could be, and we, who we know is in the movie, um, but it could be any any of the heroes that just have powers that have maybe kept them under wraps, like Black Panther. Like um, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, just all all the people we've been talking to. That could be the reveal of Captain Marvel. Absolutely, absolutely. She could have been like keeping her powers a secret all these years or whatever. Yeah. And now she's like, he's like, we need your help. And if you step out that door, you're an Avenger. We'll watch your back. You know. Um, that would be badass. It would be so badass. <laughs> um, yeah. 
There's so much that we can say. Like there, there's no way that this trailer can be overstated with how cool it is. Quicksilver has his first line in it. Yeah, yeah, he does. And it's so nonchalant and so like arrogant. I've just like he is. I've heard some people complaining about his line. His accent was dumb. He's he's Eastern European. Uh well they said I guess they said it was a bad accent like he, the the actor is doing a poor job of portraying that accent he had I he may be but it sounds like all the accents I've heard on TV my whole life so I'm fine with it <laughs> yeah, right? I don't he I mean spoke I, five words how do you get an accent out of that how do well, you get a, has, a lack of accent he has a pretty thick accent in, in that you didn't those, see those that coming you didn't see that coming like it's it's it sounds like uh some, like a Grand Theft Auto character a little bit um. <laughs> So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. I did have an Eastern European roommate, and he didn't sound much like that. Well. But but there's lots of countries. Again, again, this is a comic book movie. Absolutely. Well, and yeah. Everything, no, everything is the extreme version of itself. Okay, that's true. True, true. And I, 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 I do like much. I do like that they're capturing, in the, even that one word, capturing the essence of Quicksilver. Um, and the way he is supposed to be as a character. That's great. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, he's he's an arrogant kind of... A, he's an arrogant a sort of asshole, basically. Awesome. That's I wonder if he's going to join... I wonder I wonder if they're going to join together, if they'll split up for a time, or like if she'll join and he sticks with Ultron for... I, I don't know. I think it's possible that they might go a different way with it. I know in, in comics they are eventually Avengers. Yeah. They've been Avengers longer than anything else. Cool. Like, they joined the Avengers in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Might have been the late 60s. Cool, cool. Um, and you had uh, one other piece of news, I think? I did have one other piece of news. Um, some might say it's the biggest piece of news. Uh, it's just this yeah. little thing that... Uh, you know who the Russo brothers are, right? I, I do. They I directed do. We've The Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. One of the best Marvel movies to date. To date. Well, they're apparently confirmed to direct two more... Marvel movies, Avengers Infinity War, part one and two. One and two. One and two. Ah, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's really big news. That's huge. That's really, really huge. That's a I, great um, directing pair. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great. And, and we were worried about this last week, I believe we discussed it. I don't know if we discussed it or you and Charles discussed it. or I don't know who discussed it. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that they're... Um, oh, yeah, J- uh, James Gunn had no interest in doing... Infinity War. Oh, that's you. You guys did discuss that, yeah. and we discussed the next week. The Russo brothers have been uh, have signed a deal with Sony to direct Ghostbusters, <laughs> one of the Ghostbusters uh, Ghostbusters spinoffs. Yeah, which that made us worry that they were going to get pulled away and not do more Marvel stuff. Or you know, originally we were thinking that meant they were going to get Spider Man because it just seemed like a perfect fit. But yeah, the fact that they're doing Infinity War, I'm I'm totally on board with that. Um, how many years is it until Infinity War? Is that 20? 2020? No, no, no. Infinity War Part 1 comes out in 2018. Ooh, that's not that far away. <laughs> um, so we've got three years between yep. the two Avengers movies. Okay. And in between that, we've got Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Doctor and, Strange. Well, I, I guess I'm thinking of the two, the May. It's kind of like the, the, the way Marvel's been structuring it. It's like May is their big tentpole movie, and then... Their second movie of the year is their introduce a new character movie. That's fair. And so, so their two their big pit tent poles they've got going are like Civil War, which is huge, 
Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I'm so excited about. A and lot I, of people are stoked about that. And I think it's going to lead very directly into Infinity War. That could be. I think. Uh, now, Gunn has come out and said that they're telling their own story and they're not beholden to the Infinity War story too much in, in, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But I, I can't imagine that the... Especially with the way they set up Thanos in, in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I can't imagine that they're not going to deal with Thanos in some way... Yeah. In Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think that there will be their own story, and they will have something else happening as well, but it seems like the... And it's, like I said, it's the tentpole movies. Yep. And you've got the, the, the... This this Age of Ultron is definitely, I think, going to set up the characterizations that are going to lead into Civil War. Obviously, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a... Um, <clears throat> the synopsis for Captain America Civil War has been out for a little bit now, like yeah. a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's nothing that we didn't already know, but it... It exclusively states that, like, following the events of Age of Ultron, a superhuman registration act is in place to, you know, keep track of everything and and rule the lives of superhumans. Given given the things we're talking about today, I think that Age of Ultron might go something like this. The world is in peril, like serious, serious peril because the Avengers... Uh, screwed up. <laughs> Tony Stark. Tony and, Stark especially. Tony Stark specifically and possibly uh, Banner. Maybe. Um, they they screwed up big and w- just what if all of the superheroes that are like keeping it on, on the low, we've got like the <laughs> Defenders from coming over from Netflix. So, like we were oh, yeah. we were hiding on Netflix. Um, <laughs> uh, and and they, they show up. Quake shows up. Quake shows up and Mockingbird. Um, yeah, jumps in there. Every superhuman uh, that we have, even you could even see villains showing up. Yeah, that. Are they could they could break abomination out of his deep freeze, and, and they could just release everyone to get out there and fight, and save the world because the the you know the every, so and and then they're like we didn't realize this superhero problem was as big of a problem as it is. <laughs> We're gonna need a registration act. We're gonna need to register because once you think about registration, you've got four Avengers, six sorry six Avengers if you count uh. Uh, Hawkeye and and and, and uh, Black Widow, Black Widow, which you have to, of course. But uh, four the four, four, four superhumans, superhero, four yeah. superhumans. Yeah. Um, and then two more about to be added, and then yeah. one android. Absolutely. So so you've got you got these these, but it's not it's not like that requires registration. When I think of registration, <laughs> that means there's a lot. There's of a bunch of them. There's going to be, and and I think part of that is like. In Avengers 1, you had New York being attacked. And like we were talking about with it being global, I think it's going to attack globally and everything's, everyone's going to come out of the woodwork. The people in all yep. the parts of the U.S. And the, and the rest of the world are going to come out of the woodwork. And, and even like people who were hiding in other dimensions or whatever, like Doctor <laughs> Strange, or hiding on uh, you know direct online delivery content like Netflix. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... The way that I think about it, I really like that uh, that Daredevil is coming out before Age of Ultron. Yeah. So he could show up. He really could. I mean, the, all the Defenders could. We could have them showing up in Daredevil to establish them, and then they're in the movie as part of this mass uh, rising of all of the superheroes that have yeah, been... Yeah, like the street-level heroes. Yeah. Coming out to stop... Uh, We're gonna put a stop to this Ultron thing. To Ultron, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy, man. There's the implications involved in this, like 
there's so much that could happen. Yeah, I think they're just they're just really going to try to expand the world, I think, in a way they have not done so far. And I'm really excited to see what they do in Age yes. of Ultron and what it means for Civil War. And, and then I think... What I was saying a moment ago, we kind of, I kind of got uh, derailed, but like I think Civil War is very clearly setting up their next tentpole, yeah. and I think that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is going to do the same thing for Infinity War. Yeah. So we have Avengers Age of Ultron. And Ant-Man. Then Ant-Man is, the, is the small movie. Yeah. And then you're going to have Civil War. Yep. And then the small movie for that year is going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. And then the big tentpole movie is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And then, then Spider-Man. that year uh, is where we start having two yeah. movies. We have Thor, Ragnarok, and Black Panther. No, oh, no. yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, is going to, Spider-Man pushed all that back because Spider-Man's taking the spot that Thor 2 or Thor 3 That's had right, that's right. Thor Ragnarok. Because Black Panther is now pushed until the next year, and the Inhumans are pushed past Infinity War, which is real strange to me. Um, yeah. See that the them being okay with moving that around has me thinking that it's not actually not everything is actually going funneled into Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, I think you're right. And Guardians of the Galaxy two might actually just be setting up a completely different thing. If you think about these movies in terms of like comic stories. Yeah, they all have. They all like touch on each other. Sometimes they're kind of interwoven every now and then. But sure. they're they're their own story, telling their own story and doing their own thing. Like that's kind of a big deal that they're they're just setting up this whole thing that can just come in and out whenever it feels like it, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So so it's. <laughs> You're a little overwhelmed with the, I with am. the list. I'm, I'm staring at the list right now, and I'm just like, golly, this is crazy. It's just crazy. Um, and this list is wrong. Um, anyway, so it looks like after Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is it's when spiny. they're going to start having two movies a year. Three. Three movies a year. Three movies. Uh, yeah, three movies a year. Two movies in between their ten movies. Anyway. Two small movies. I feel like we're... we're, we're I, I'm, I'm, I've sent us down a rabbit hole. I, I'm, I'm, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I, I just uh yeah I think uh it's, it's it's pretty pretty badass. Pretty badass. Yes, 2017 there will be three movies, 2018 there will be three movies, and 2019 so far we only have two announced, but I'm guessing they're going to stick to this three movies a year time time frame. Um I don't know, they might they might like take a little bit of a break there, just a little lag. Maybe. And then like, I have a feeling it's really they... hard with like eight movies a year. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling as long as they're like, it, as long as it doesn't start to seem oversaturated, like, oh yeah, we're going to have all kinds of shit that nobody cares about. Like there's going to be new warriors. There's going to be the runaways, <laughs> like things nobody's ever hey, heard of. I care about the runaways. I love that comic. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few comics I've read recently is great. Really great. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Uh, let's get a run. They actually have been discussed. They have they have discussed a Runaways movie. Really? Yeah. Um, it's one of the apparently I've I've heard some inside talk about uh, how the Marvel Studios works. Apparently, they have like low level screenwriters all the time trying to adapt Marvel properties. Like uh, <laughs> the the girl who wrote Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, she wrote it. And then Gunn took it and made it his own. Yeah. So that's kind of what yeah. they're doing. They've got this like machine of people writing like 
tons of tons of Marvel content, Marvel movies, and then they're um, <laughs> and then they're like may or may not make those movies. They're just like, hey, that's a good idea. That fits in with what we're doing. Let's see. Let's see where that goes, and then they give it to a director or writer. Yeah, let's to build on that with these better. concepts. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, that was on a some some movie talk show. They were talking about that's apparently how they how they've got like a factory of people like writing <laughs> writing Marvel movies all the time. They just got like uh, they just got monkeys with typewriters. Um, yeah, they they have a group of monkeys around one typewriter, and yeah. somehow they get Shakespeare out of it. Eventually, yeah, takes it, a minute, takes time travel, but it, it works. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's really it for the news. Yeah. Um, you we've been cool. through a crap ton of time going on about it, but you know, it's exciting stuff. The Russo brothers are, uh, very, very well liked directors. Yeah. They, they've been great so far. I mean, Captain America was really their first big movie, right? Mm. Yeah. They did community, um, happy endings, a bunch of comedy. They did a lot of comedy and then they suddenly jumped up and did, uh, <laughs> Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War Part One and Two, like that's that's on there, and, and they're gonna, and I think Ghostbusters is uh, rumored heavily, so they're just gonna have like tons of big big budget nerd content on their resume after these just a few years. They went from like being comedy TV writers to being like irk directors to being yeah, like it, I think it was like five episodes of um, of Arrested Development and like fourteen episodes of Community. Yeah, they've done that's like a lot of great TV. <laughs> whole bunch of little stuff here and there, and then it's like Winter Soldier, Civil War, <laughs> Avengers three, Avengers four. Yeah, eventually, like, where do you find like you keep making these movies, and you, especially you go to three a year, and it takes you know whatever two three two years to make a movie for a director. Um, so where do you get the people? You got to find like really good people to, to keep everything high caliber. Uh, the writers and directors, you've really got to like, I don't know. It seems like you have to have a deep bench of people at this point. If you've got a director who takes two, say, say two or even three years, at, like in an Avengers case to write, to direct a movie with all the pre-production, post-production, everything, um, just seems like they're going to need like whatever three times, <laughs> three well, times three, like nine really solid directors, you know? Well, you think about it. <clears throat> With the way that Marvel has come up since 2008, they've got everybody, like, clamoring, just scrambling to try to get into a Marvel film. Like, yeah, they want to be a part of the Marvel engine. Yeah. Because it's so good. So they've got, they've got their cream of the crop choice on everything. Like, they can pick whatever. Whoever they want. <clears throat> that's that's somewhat true. There's a certain stigma to comic book movies still. I think it's going away. But, like, there's still a stigma where you're not going to get a Spielberg to direct your comic book movie right away. Um, and you're not going to get, like, the, the, the real cream of the crop directors aren't directing comic book movies. Uh, you know, but that's going to yeah, you're not going to get Scorsese. Yeah, exactly. Like, At this point. You don't need Scorsese. Well, yeah. Well, but how good would it be? If if you could have like a Scorsese directed, uh... it wouldn't be the same. It'd be rated R, and there'd be too much f bombs, and <laughs> it would just be awful. I bet it'd be good. It might be. If, if you picked the right hero, if you picked the right hero, <laughs> and t what hero do you think Scorsese ah. should direct? 
Deadpool. Mm, maybe. No. Maybe. I don't lied. know. It's a little too, a little too light and fun for Scorsese. <laughs> it's going to be a dark and gritty, awful hero. Yeah. Batman. Ooh. Scorsese directed Batman. I, I could get behind that. I probably could too. Yeah. See, they're, 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 they're Marvel heroes. Scorsese. Uh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Not Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I know. It's it's so hard to like dissociate <laughs> that now. It's like I laugh when you say Ghost Rider. It's like they did that, and it was weird. Um. All right. Ooh, well, uh, Scorsese directed Moon Knight would be pretty cool. Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah. See, and that's the thing. You have to have it be a big enough. Anyway. It's got to be a big enough Marvel property where people will know it. And it's also got to be, like, established enough in comics for there to be good stories. Yeah. What about a Nick Fury movie directed by Scorsese? That would be... Uh, I think they did that already. It was called Shaft. <laughs> um, I don't think Scorsese directed Shaft. Nah, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that's what it would turn out like. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that... I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, let's uh, let's let's get into this uh, this this, this uh, episode? episode for tonight. We, oh, we also yeah. have to talk about all the feedback that we got. You're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. I almost jumped the feedback. You almost jumped the gun. I almost jumped the gun. Uh, what what feedback do we have there, Jeff? You guys might have talked about it last week when I wasn't here, but uh, we did get some some Twitter. Uh, some Twitter happenings, so to speak. Uh, Mr. Justin Waters on Twitter said, have you guys seen the movie Nightbreed? It's basically an 80s Inhumans movie. It even has Raina. And he, yeah, and he posted and a he picture. And he posted a picture that was the funniest thing. It looks so much like Raina. It looks so much just like Raina right yeah, now. Straight out of the 80s. Um, I, I I was looking at, a, I looked at the movie and read a little about it, and it's about like a culture of s- some some sort of superhuman or... Like I don't know, meta human or whatever to to in pull humans. in the flash, or possibly inhumans who like live in a valley and like keep themselves separated from society. Like it sounded pretty. That sounds almost exactly like the Inhumans. I know, and 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 my thought was like, maybe that eighties movie, like maybe someone at Marvel thought that eighties movies pulled too heavily from Inhumans. I haven't seen the movie yet. I haven't seen the movie yet. Um. But maybe someone at Marvel thought that movie pulled too heavily from Inhumans, and they were like, you know what? We're going to take your character now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that the character that Raina is playing is from the comics, at least not confirmed yet. No one knows Nothing who confirmed. she might be. Um, there's a few There's a few thoughts, but uh, no, no, no direct connection. Um, and so I think it's possible that uh, they were just like, you know what? <laughs> We're gonna steal your content. <laughs> like, <laughs> you make a movie that's very similar to our comic. We're gonna make a cop character in our show that's very similar to your character in your movie. <laughs> Just that, a thought. Yeah, Just maybe a thought. could be. Not to say that Nightbreed was ripping it off. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it, Nightbreed yet. I haven't either. But it looks good. I'm, I'm gonna based check it on out. that synopsis though. It sounds almost exactly like it. Yeah, it did. Like I was reading, I read read the little you know wiki or whatever. I was like, oh, that sounds very Inhumans esque. That's cool. <laughs> which is which is what he said. He said it's very Inhumans esque. So thank you, thanks for that feedback. Uh, Linnea, 1928, on Twitter says, uh, "Hey guys, I think like a summer comic book club or something would be really great." Um, I know I'd be, I'd read and listen along. 
good use of hiatus. And I, you weren't here last week, but I mentioned that um, without talking to you, I mentioned that. Uh, Thanks. I think it'd that. be kind of neat. By the way, to do a little bit comic, uh, comic book, uh, comic book book club. You know, I've talked about that with you. Well, we've definitely talked about uh, we've definitely talked about doing comics on the show. Like I just thought comics you should read to get absolutely in tune with this. We just uh, coming coming soon uh, with the after Ultron and after Agents of Shield, we're gonna have like a three month period with no new content from the MCU unless something drops on Netflix that we don't know the date yet. Um, but I doubt that they would put out Jessica Jones that early. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I would love them to because I would love for them to put out the mouse as quickly as possible. But um, but yeah, the the um, Linnea, Linnea, I think Linnea is spot on. I think that uh, we should do that. That would be, that uh, would appreciate, be the, cool. appreciate the feedback, Linnea. And you, if you if anybody else thinks we should do that, let us know on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. We had also talked about going back and um, doing kind of like rewatches of the old movies. Yeah, and I think that's possible during some of our downtime. But um, a comic book thing would be would keep it a little bit fresh. Yeah, and we can maybe alternate, and, and it keeps it moving forward because we can yeah. be reading comic books about things that are coming, like Civil War. Yeah. Um, the Inhumans. We could read something Doctor Strange related. Um, so yeah, I did want to. Uh, I did want to to take a look at the uh, the Doctor Strange animated film that's been on. Oh Netflix yeah, for it's been bit. on Netflix. I think that would be a great use of the highest. Just watch that movie one week <clears> and talk about it because I think uh, get just introduce the character of Doctor Strange. I think a lot of myself included, a lot of people don't know Doctor Strange very yeah. well. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a good idea too. Um. So let us know what you think we should do on the on the break, you guys. Absolutely. Um, Alex Seamus says he can't find us on Pocket Cast. Well, Alex, I think that's because we're not on Pocket Casts. Uh, you should do something about that, man. I should. I should and will. I, I looked into it this week a little bit, looked into some of the submission process, and uh, we'll try to get on Pocket Casts for you. So it's uh, we want to be everywhere, so we're convenient to download. <laughs> uh, right now, I think we're mostly on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, and I, we're, we're, we're probably going to be getting on some new, 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 uh, platforms soon. Well, just to tease that, um, just a little drop of teaser there. Speaking of other podcasts. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We have a, uh, we have a voicemail from, uh, we do have a voicemail. I think it coincides with the, uh, with Twitter. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Gamer, Gamer Nation Radio. Thanks. Game. Thanks guys for listening. Mr. Gamer Nation Radio said uh, thumbs up guys that was the first one and then uh, they left us a voicemail and talked about how he was so excited for daredevil like he just got netflix and watched the trailer for daredevil and was super stoked can't wait for it and he's really dying for age of ultron you're not the only one yeah we're all very excited about ultron and daredevil um yeah and and here's his voicemail hey what's going on guys I'm Johnny Boy, and I'm from Gamer Nation Radio Podcast, and uh, I'm actually a, a new listener of yours, and I, I like what you guys are doing. Um, you guys keep the, the audience informed about the latest Marvel news, and you keep us uh, up to date on the shows, and uh, keep rocking, guys. Thanks. Great, man. Thanks for uh, checking us out. Thanks for listening. For real, uh, it's it means a lot. Especially if you tell your other listeners about us yeah yeah <laughs> you know you got, you got a you got a you got a podcast over there give us give us a little shout out <laughs> <laughs> so i guess really the uh the only other piece of little feedback is um there was 
It was a response to the uh, yeah. There was a response to the trailer that we trailer put up and posted, and um, it's a it, it's a thought provoking comment. Uh, it, it's Nathaniel Muzzy says, "Does anyone else think Black Widow's stinger sticks look like they're based on Iron Man Two Whiplash tech?" That is interesting. That is a very... I did not think that, but I, I think it's really really cool. Uh, everybody knows I love that deep uh, continuity. Um, I'm not saying it. Nope, not this time. <laughs> not not gonna say deep, hot, wet continuity. Sticky. Um, oh, gross. Because <laughs> um, it hangs with you for a while. Yeah, it's sticky. I got you. It sticks. Um, <laughs> like no, sticky things do. I love that. I I love that we're starting to find all these little connections. Um, and and that that's definitely a possibility that it's based on Whiplash Tech. I love that we found out um, the other parts of Black Widow's origins. Um. I heard someone discussing this week the possibility of them making like a Black Widow origin movie. Um, not not someone. It was just like a, a, a question on another podcast, and it, and I was like, I think it's interesting that they're not doing that, and instead they're like dropping little information about where she came from, uh, like like Agent Carter. Agent Carter had the had the had the camp where she was apparently somewhat raised. Yep. Um, and then then we have this. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if Black Widow sleeps with handcuffs on her. I, we we talked about that uh, <laughs> in an earlier episode that that would be a really really amazing nod. If like you just see Black Widow's bedroom, they don't focus on it. it's just in the background. There's just a handcuff hanging. Like that could mean so many things. Yeah, I think I think I think the rest of the audience would take it as like a Fifty Shades fan sort yeah, of. Yeah, uh, but we know situation. But we we, know. we would understand. <laughs> I, I now that I think about it, that's probably. Far more distracting than I think it would be. <laughs> like, <laughs> if that's in the background, uh, Black Widow has handcuffs on her bed. Like, everyone would notice. <laughs> that would not. That would not go under the radar. Then there's like all these Scarlett Johansson things. Like, oh man, her in handcuffs, and like there'd be fan art drawn, and there would be fan fiction. It's we can't handle that. Let's not do that. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't no, not with all this new content coming out. Nope. But uh, thank you, everybody, for the feedback. Uh, we will uh, please hit us up uh, this week and give us some more feedback. Uh, the first thing, uh, if you want to, so, so we're about to go into our spoilery section and talk about this week's episode. Uh, but uh, if you want to help us out, it would really, really help us out if you go subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. That's that's huge for us. It uh, even if, even if you're listening on some other platform, if you go to iTunes and just hit subscribe and review us, uh, it would really help. And and whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, feel free to like us slash thumbs us or um, whatever, whatever, whatever you need. Whatever to do. positive response they allow. That you. would be wonderful. It really helps us out. Um, <laughs> but we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast uh, in partnership with Forty Five Magazine. Check them out at forty five dash magazine dot com. Uh, if you want to give us feedback like these fine folks did this week, uh, go to at MCUcast on Twitter, Facebook dot com slash MCUcast, MCUcast dot WordPress dot com. MCUcast at gmail.com on the emails. The emails. The email. The email. What? What? The email. <laughs> uh, my favorite form of feedback, which we got from the uh, Gamer Nation Radio, uh, John Johnny Boy, uh, left left his feedback this week, is the voicemails. And we can play your voicemail on the podcast. It just takes a normal phone. You just call in, leave just a message. Just a regular old phone? You don't need any fancy microphones like we have. You could be on this podcast. 
Uh, just call 573-CAST-MCU. 573-CAST-MCU. I feel like you, you should do that in more of like a, an announcer voice. It's 573-CAST-MCU. All right. Well, you just did that for us. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, uh, that guys, one's free. It's time to go into the spoiler <laughs> It's time we get into the spoiler section. We have been uh, going a little late, long tonight, so let's uh, get into the spoiler section and move quickly through this episode. Um, in three, two, one. Agent 33 gets her face back. Yeah. And it's all jacked up. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Um, what'd you think of this episode, man? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's probably better things that I could have yelled about. <laughs> Do you want to go back? No. All right. No. I'm committed. Committed to the <laughs> Agent 33. Uh, I, I liked Agent 33's, um, I guess, sort of origin story in this episode. Uh, like, we've been getting her sprinkled throughout, but this sets up her up as the the character that she is, which is like the woman with no face. Yeah, um, woman without a face who can who can change her face at will or whatever. Like, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty neat. Uh, it's it's almost like a whatever, like a like a mystique power or whatever. But she doesn't even need, uh, you know, she just she she just needs to see the person. It's pr- pretty great. Pretty great. I like I like uh, I like that there are uh, just kind of built a built a little super villain in this episode. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that she's a supervillain or even a villain. She's just she's somebody trying to figure out who she is in the time of Hydra. Yeah, love in the time of Hydra. That's right. That's the name of this episode. Love yeah. in the time of Hydra. Um, yeah, and and that's that's great. What did you think? So so most of Hydra's been brought down at this point. At least the part that we knew about, the part that our shield knew about. Yeah, a significant portion of them took themselves out. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> they, they took did. each other out. Pretty, pretty great, great movie. And then there was Coulson's the one part. guy that got tagged in the head. Um, Just like pow. Uh, well, we've got a pretty solid uh, villainy being built up with Agent Thirty Three and Ward, which we knew would happen. Yeah, uh, when we they, they ran off together. Up. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I was not expecting the stinger of this episode, uh, where, um. Did you watch the stinger? I did. I can't remember that face. It was. Uh, it was. It was them hypnotizing Bakshi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was totally just expecting them to kill Bakshi or her to be torturing Bakshi or whatever for what he did to her. But yeah. Yeah. them hypnotizing him and enslaving him is so much worse. Totally surprised me. Totally my, uh, rocked my socks. Will my compliance be rewarded? To be honest. It's not really going to matter. <laughs> I was expecting her to be like, no, you're going to be punished over and over again. Yeah. It, uh, I like it. it was creepy. It was creepy for sure. Especially with her face being all jacked up. Like her face when she was May was jacked up a little bit on like the left side. Yeah. Cause she still had some of the, uh, circuitry was still working. Yeah. But her whole face is, and then apparently up. it's like a full on like crescent moon across her noggin. Yep, like she has a noggin moon. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's got a lot of scarring going on. There's a lot in this episode with Fitz and Simmons, um, 
further pushing their two agendas sort of like yeah. um I, I I found that I found that to be uh, to be interesting. It's definitely and I mean Colson and May, they're on very different sides of the issue. It's very much setting up uh not just uh Charles mentioned last week it's setting up Civil War. Um but it's set it's setting up Age of Ultron, I think. I think we're gonna have I think we're gonna have some sort of like people coming out of the woodwork and then our, our show is going to have to deal with that. I think if, if that happens, if what we, we talked about in the news section happens where people come out of the woodwork, we're going to have to deal with our show being even more polarized. Yeah. Like Simmons is going to be really freaked out yeah. and Fitz is going to be excited. There was all these people like this that we didn't <laughs> even have them on the index. This is crazy. Like that's how she's going to be. Yeah. And then like Fitz is just going to be like neat. Yeah, neat. There's more superheroes. <laughs> right. This is great. I loved that she he brought up Steve Rogers and the fact that um he believed uh that she could be have Steve Rogers level powers. We addressed that earlier tonight. <laughs> Steve Rogers level powers is not that great. <laughs> well, but it's that's well, at least he's being realistic. Well, he said Avengers level. Oh, did he? I thought he said yeah. I'm sorry. Um yeah. Uh, Avengers level of powers. That's 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 a pretty big statement on Fitz's part. It really is. So really, I didn't see this episode being a um, a huge like story pushing episode. It's more of like the pieces are coming into place just a little bit. Like small movements have been made, but it's more it's more about like character building and moving them the one space. It's true to where they need to be. N- Very few people in this episode did anything to impact the other characters. <laughs> well, I mean, except for stealing Bakshi. Yeah, well, um, Colson moved Sky to a safe house. Yeah, That's it just kind of. Yeah, he moved her to a safe house. It doesn't seem like a huge like interaction. Almost, it's just like yeah. you go over here, and it it did feel like a pieces moving around the board episode. Yeah, um, which I uh, un, un, un un you know against my better judgment, watch the preview for next week. Did you watch the preview for next week? Oh, of course I did. Yeah, I try not to, but oh, this this just, week wasn't too it's got revealing. Me so excited though, but it's it's it looks like the uh, the proverbial shit is going to hit the fan next week. You're right. Um, what did you think of this uh, alternate shield? I don't know what to think. I really like uh, Mr. Almost. Absolutely, Edward James Almost, awesome. He's so good, and I feel like he just he was way too stoic to really do much as far as like that character is concerned. Like he, he really didn't bring the weight of himself to it. I guess he just seemed like he was being very, very stoic and not acting quite as much, but you know, in his, in, in that capacity, I can understand it in that capacity. He's got to be like the mediator between all these different groups and provide transparency, and that's got that's got to weigh heavily on him. Yeah, I I, I thought it interesting. They're basically a democratic shield. Yeah, is what they're what they're getting at. I guess so. Um, which I mean, a lot of it's been very clear that the other shield is not a democracy. Oh yeah, and that Colson and and they've even like addressed it with uh you know they've talked about like who, who they don't have really. A, choice in following Colson. It's like, it's just their job. And I don't know. It, it just, well, I guess they all could leave if, or could they? <laughs> I don't think so. It I does, mean, definitely looks like, um, May uh, was talking this episode about how Hunter went AWOL and like, he, he didn't even actually officially accept the job yet. Well, he, he was working for them. He wasn't officially 
in S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, he wasn't officially an agent. Yeah, but going AWOL, I guess her point was that he risks, without any kind of exit... Security breaches. In, ...interview, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. He's risking, yeah, security breaches and letting, letting S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets out. Uh, this S.H.I.E.L.D. that is in this episode, this alternate S.H.I.E.L.D. The real S.H.I.E.L.D. What do you think about them appearing in the movie? Hmm. You got Edward James Almos as their leader. At least I'm guessing he's their leader. He may just be a lower level leader. I'm not sure. It could be another head. Yeah. Oh, my God. It could be. It could be. <laughs> yeah, what if it just like that's a uh, it's a tricky Hydra move to like bring down S.H.I.E.L.D. by bringing in other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents? Oh, that would, God. That'd be rough. That would be so Hydra. It would be so Hydra. That is so Hydra. Please. Um, Please don't. <laughs> uh, I, I really want to see Sky hanging out in the woods intentionally using her powers. Yeah. I want to see her about there like trying to control them, trying to like a- focus aim them, aim yeah. them, um, which I thought it was interesting. They gave her gauntlets of some sort, but it's like, they're like restriction gauntlets instead of focus gauntlets like you're in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just be kind of funny if Fitz makes her gauntlets that do the other thing. <laughs> uh, like, and he's like, which gauntlets, a little bit. which gauntlets do I choose? <laughs> she puts one on one hand and one on the other hand. Yeah. They're all mismatched. You don't... Well, there are so many different iterations in the comics of her gauntlets. Like there are some that are like, Huge and bulky and like really big, absolutely like lots of circuitry in it, kind of thing. And then there are some that look like just big metal gloves. And then there are some that are like little and sleek and and very much like what we got in this episode. And when he opened the case and showed him, I was like, "Oh, she's getting gauntlets!" Yeah, I was too. Ah! And then he described what they do, and I was like, "Oh, that's not what we want." Yeah, we want to enhance and control the powers, not a. Yeah, we want to direct. Yeah. I don't know, Quake powers are so strange. It looks like it's just vibrations, and when she doesn't direct it, it's just the Earth vibrates. And if she does kind of direct it, then she can tear things apart. Yeah. I I enjoyed the awkward conversation comparing Sky to Lola. It's just so, it's like, am I the car in this scenario? <laughs> Am, am I being worked on? Where's your dad? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Like, it's kind of, yes, she was being worked on for sure. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was just a really funny, well, it was a well done scene because it felt real. Like, he's trying to give her a talk and it doesn't come together exactly. <laughs> it was such a Colson talk, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> also got, I mean, it's, that's, it's nice to officially meet you. It's neat I mean, that we got the origins of Lola. Yeah. Um, it's nice to officially meet you. Like, I watched you sleep. Uh, I mean, I was present while you were unconscious. It's just, you know, it's so nice <laughs> with you being here. Like, that's such a Colson talk to have. Especially, yeah. I guess it's maybe he just doesn't do well in Quinjets. <laughs> who who did he watch sleep? I'm trying to remember. Where that was that... Steve Rogers in the Avengers. Oh, that's right. That's when they right. Were bringing him in. That's right. That's great. That's <laughs> real great. I watched you sleep. I, I mean, I was, was present, present while you were, were unconscious. unconscious. 
Um, so, uh, creepy scene of the week goes to, uh, <laughs> which I think any episode Ward's in, we should give him a creepy scene of the week. Dude, he's so good at being creepy. He's he I'm actually, so I, happy that that character has like emotions now. Yeah. Well, he. At first, I thought when he was talking about not how he's not crazy and. How, <laughs> When he said he's not crazy, I, I laughed out loud, like real hard. I laughed out loud about a lot that he said this yeah, week. It was. He's like, I went and talked to my family. And I'm like, you burned their house down. You killed everybody. Yeah, you. you, you that, that wasn't a good talking to you. Gave that <laughs> was like, not closure uh, you got. And when he was like, I left and I never looked back. And she's just like, oh, that's good. Maybe I should do that. I was like, no, don't, don't listen, listen to anything that he what, says. What is his end game? What do you think his end game is? I don't know no. anymore. I think he... Chaos? Once he's he talked, the Joker. Oh, no, he's, he's not the Joker. I don't know about the Joker. Um, but uh, he's... I think he's still after Sky. Maybe. I do. I think he's manipulating 33 by saying he's not. And making her think there's like a chance between them, and make and stringing her along because that seems like what she wants. Yeah. Um, but I think he's. I don't still think she guy. understands what she wants. I well, I She's I, like, I definitely I want to latch on to somebody that's there for me. Absolutely, I think I think that's exactly it. But I think, based on the scene where she turns into Sky, uh, creepy creepy scene of the week. What's really bad is that it's Sky with May's voice. I know. It's like, like that threw me off so bad. I know, and it's 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 two girls that he's kissed on. <laughs> it's, it it threw it really was tough. The vocal being May. Are they going to continue that? Or no, she took the mask completely off. This no, week. no, she didn't. She turned it off. She didn't take it off. Okay. It's like she deactivated it, and it's transparent. Yeah, and I guess she can something. deactivate her. Voice mod, voice modulator as well, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, because he said he stabilized it. Right. I have a feeling part of the reason that they uh, made this uh, episode where they fixed her face is because uh, the actress who plays May doesn't want to sit in that makeup chair anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she said it takes like two hours to put that on. I'm sure it does. It looks great. It really um, it looks really, really good. When she took those glasses off and was like, you're going to fix my face. I was like, your face needs it. Yeah. Good well, God. I really think, I, I, I honestly think that like the normal actress who plays May might have had something to do with that. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, producers. Could I know. we talk about this? I, I love this whole playing a second character thing. It's really interesting. and I get, I get to do this cool work. But uh, can I not sit in a makeup chair for two hours? That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, that would be really great. I bet she loved the the points where she just had to provide her voice, because like when you do voice work, you show up in like pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> like, Vo- voice work's kind of sweet. Anything you do to be comfortable while you're doing it, you do exactly that. That's what I do when I play shows as well. <laughs> no, you don't. I show up in my uh, my pajamas most of the time, just my underwear. It's not true. Okay. I've been to your shows. <laughs> You're right. I'm the one in my underwear. <laughs> Kidding. Everyone else is in their underwear. <laughs> in your head. Yeah. Is that your coping mechanism for Absolutely. being on stage? Absolutely. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> That's why I'm picturing you all naked. I'm picturing the podcast audience naked right now. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's hard um, 
because I don't really know what they look like. But every time someone leaves feedback, I just take a mental picture. <laughs> and from then on, <laughs> every time they're somebody naked. leaves feedback, I it, stalk them really hard is on that, Facebook. Is that not encouraging bit. people to leave feedback? <laughs> is that is that not? <laughs> I thought I thought that would might encourage people to leave feedback if I'm <laughs> if I'm picturing them naked afterwards. <laughs> the the actions of Matt Carroll are not the intent <laughs> of the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. <laughs> I thought Talbot was really funny in this episode. Talbot was hilarious actually sarah my uh my wife now that i can say that yeah you can um, you can say that all you want i can my wife watched it with me uh tonight and she laughed out loud several times at I, did, talbot. I did too talbot was hilarious because he was i his, feel bad for him i feel bad for him again because he's still like the whipping boy well we talked about that many times how they they make Talbot looked kind of dumb on the show. Yeah. Um, and I think in most scenarios, they just make him look like he can't handle the, uh, he can't handle what shield handles. Yeah. He's a military guy, but he can't handle superpowers. And in this case, he can't handle that espionage mask, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's just in there pinching random ladies cheeks, you know? <laughs> he's, um, like, he's like that damn mask. Yeah. That damn mask is back in play. <laughs> Um, I, <laughs> I think, I think your daughter goes to school with my boy. I don't have a daughter, sir. No, you don't. <laughs> wink. <laughs> my, the wink was really great. My favorite moment in the episode was, or my favorite Talbot moment, I should say, in this episode was when he when, draws his gun on his wife. That was pretty great. That was pretty great. But no, the first scene he's in and he's just talking to his little lieutenant about, about riding lawnmowers. Yes. You see the thing about a riding lawnmower. <laughs> You're in control. I feel like this episode they made him more of a joke than they ever have before. Yeah. But not in incompetent ways. He's just a funny guy. Like he's just really a quirky sort of like <laughs> I don't know, stereotypical man sort of I don't know, it's just real funny. American male. American. And I feel like the uh May, or I'm sorry, Agent 33, Faye, uh, <laughs> transforms May. into that, um, into the, the kind of chubby dude. Yeah. And there's no way she would pass as that. Her head would look so strange. That head would look so strange on that body. No, man, it's the mask. The mask makes it all right. No, the mask doesn't do the body, though. I know. They even said it early in the episode, like, he needs, she needs to make sure to pick female blah blah blah, which i almost feel like was that line itself was just meant to throw us off that she wouldn't be a, a man although when when talbot tells her to call colson uh when he when she's going into that room thinking it's that man uh i was very like that's definitely her that's definitely yeah. her uh, which what do you think do you think that's going to come into play the fact that he just revealed that colson and tab talbot are working together probably you think he'll he'll maybe use that against shield somehow or um, or whatnot. I bet. I bet Ward already knew. It's possible. I mean, Ward hasn't been around the season at all, though. We haven't seen him since, uh, or I'm sorry, this uh, half season, I guess. Yeah. I guess maybe. I guess maybe he does know some things because he was around early. He was like on their campus for part of this season. Yeah. 
Huh. Like the first half. Yeah. Maybe well, maybe he third, maybe he already knows things. It's he good probably point. already knows things. <laughs> I loved the um I love when Hunter escapes the uh, try to escape the the aircraft carrier but he doesn't know it. Uh and she's like and she's like I won't no, I won't chase you. But I won't I ever, won't try to stop you. Everyone else will. <laughs> and then he fights two guys. Mm-hmm. And then he passes three guys that are sitting in chairs that don't try to stop him. Yeah. This shield's kind of lame. Yeah, like she said everyone else will and I'm like, "Well, right there, I was expecting like the hand of God to come down on him <laughs> with like, yeah. you know, 15 men with gu- rifles or something." And nope, he just runs easily out and then gets into some sort of submersible. Yeah, he gets in the sub. Yeah. And then escapes. Which I really, really was sad that this was not a helicarrier. Yeah. I never realized they probably don't have the budget on the show to do a helicarrier. <laughs> or maybe it's just that S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't have any right now, uh, especially this S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it saddened me greatly. I bet you helicarriers got a bad rap after, um, after Winter Soldier when three of them shot at each other for a while. Yes, uh, and the, in the previous, as we're talking about tentpole movies in Avengers, uh, the that one uh, fell. Uh, the a a an aircraft left the uh, the bow of a helicarrier to go fire a nuke at New York. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, helicarriers don't have the best reputation right now. A little right bit now of a bad stigma. Yeah, Shield in general doesn't have a which which what I was I was asking earlier. Do you think that Shield this real Shield that Edward James almost Shield might be the shield that appears in movies from now on. I don't know. Well, actually, we, we didn't discuss this when we were looking through the trailer, but a very shield-like Tony Stark, or it's not Tony Stark, um, Nick Fury shows up Yeah. in this trailer that we watched earlier tonight, and uh, we were talking about earlier on the cast. Um, I think shield is going to be back in Age of Ultron oh, in yeah, some absolutely. form. Absolutely, they have to be. And it looks like they're setting it up so that there can be multiple shields and that shield can be reintroduced into the movie universe without outing Coulson. <laughs> like Coulson's still going to have his team. What if, follow me on this one. All right. What if in, in ages in uh, agents of shield, mm-hmm. Nick Fury shows up later on in this, in the, uh, in the season and just kind of is like, all right, kids stop fighting. And then just kind of combines both of them. Oh, just kind of makes them combine each other. That could be that could be good. Combine themselves, or or this super this shield. real shield uh, goes on the global scale and starts fighting Ultron or whatever, and then uh, <laughs> Fury shows back up and just takes back the director's chair. <laughs> Since you guys can't run this, I kind of have to. Yeah. Uh yeah, it did, I I I don't know where they're going with this. I don't even see. It seems really confusing to have two shields running around. It really is. Um, and I I mean, it really, how much of Shield? We just don't know the scope of Shield right now. Uh, yeah. Especially Coulson Shield, we have we don't really. We know he has some people around the world, and we know he has this team, this small team. We also know that this this Shield, this real Shield, looks like it's. This, this it's it got a, it's bigger. Got a, it looks bigger for it sure. Looks better run, yeah. I, th- I think you're right. Although, although there is that one guy that just keeps bad mouthing everybody, and they're like, "Sit down, sir." Yeah, shut up, Tomas. Tomas, I, l- I love that. I feel like his name's Thomas, and Edward James almost just made that decision. 
Like your name is Tomas now. His name is Thomas in the script, and Edward because James almost. I said so. You know what? I think my character will be cooler if your name is Tomas. <laughs> I think that. Uh, I think I'm gonna make that decision, Mr. Gonzalez. I'm the first one to say your name, so I'm just gonna make you Tomas. Also, you're Barbara now. <laughs> yeah, he keeps calling uh, Bobby, Bobby Barbara. Barbara, and like that is her name. Yes, but nobody likes that. <laughs> So we have, uh, speaking of the S.H.I.E.L.D., we also, apparently our S.H.I.E.L.D., apparently Coulson is totally on to Mac. Coulson and May are totally on to Mac. Oh, yeah. Like, do you, do you believe him? No. Me neither. No, of course not. <laughs> Me neither. Like, I, every, I feel like... find out what he's doing. I'm not sure if I love it or hate it about the show. So far, every time someone has kind of the jump on Coulson, Coulson always has the jump back on them. And I think <laughs> I love it. But it's so understated. It almost it's almost not noticeable because it isn't like it's not real flashy. It's just yeah. every time someone almost has the drop on them, he like flips it on them and like, oh and no, like, no no no, like I knew the, the thing whole with time. Reina where he was just like, no, you're gonna just walk out that door and be bait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that scene was amazing. Uh, oh, you had Reina had him dead to rights and we had thought. Simmons. We thought we that went to commercial, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Simmons! Simmons <laughs> is done for. <laughs> Colson's gonna have to give up whatever." And then he was just like, "Nope, I have Bobby Morse in, in there, and she's gonna be fi- she's gonna be fine." I was that episode pisses <laughs> me off more. The promotions team of Agents of Shield pisses me off more about that episode because we knew <laughs> the the lady who was going to play Bobby Morse, and we knew, uh, and we we knew she was Mockingbird. We knew she was a good guy, and we knew that from that first scene where she goes in and it looks like she just has a normal lab job. We knew that it was going to be Hydra because of the previews, and I was just like. You gave away way too much. That episode would have been so surprising. And I still think it's a great episode. Well, Really well done. Yep. Well-timed out surprises and really interesting. But they gave away so much in the promotional materials. Pissed me off. Yeah. I've tried to uh, to stop watching the like new clips me of too. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like, so hard. <laughs> they keep posting it online and like they keep coming up in my RSS feeds. Like, Yeah, I was I pissed off that Edward James Almost was revealed on Facebook. Uh, we, we actually posted, you posted it. I yes, was actually, I did. I was a little pissed about that. I was like, why are they showing us that Edward James Almost is the head of the S.H.I.E.L.D.? We were just having this huge discussion last week about... Who is going to be? Yeah. I'm so excited to find out who's in the leadership of the Shield. Is it going to be Hawkeye? Yeah, we had we had all these discussions, and it still could be. There still could be um, characters from the movies that are involved in this real. Well, yeah, shield. like that roundtable discussion that they had could be like the Senate of Shield, and then like President Fury comes in or something. Yeah, well, we don't think it's Fury because yeah. they well they, they don't, think that they Fury, don't like Fury. Yeah, they think that Fury is dead. That that's true. They think that Fury's dead, and they think that Fury was a bad leader, which yeah. is why they're starting. They 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 think that Shield which had. Which is why we follow Hawkeye. That's why Shield fell pretty much. So yeah. they they want to start something new. So let's do it right this time, guys. It definitely seemed that Edward James almost his character Gonzalez was the leader of this group. Though. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It seems that way, especially now, since know. he was like, "Shut up, Tomas." He Thomas. may just be the leader of this ship, yeah. and then there may be. 50 ships we just don't know yeah that's fair what did you think about the um... but he's the anti-colson <laughs> bizarro colson <laughs> he 
He's reverse Colson. He's almost Colson. Eh? I okay, for everybody that can't see what I just did, I face palmed <laughs> so hard. <laughs> you gotta face palm with audio, man. Come on. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a podcast. You gotta slap yourself harder. Oh god. <laughs> Things I do for radio. <laughs> Uh, it's just good that we Did have that you... Foley artist in the studio with us who who made that noise for you. <laughs> it's not true. It's me. It's my head. <laughs> so, what did you think about the um, the Morse Hunter interaction on the ship before hmm. he tried to escape? <laughs> I just love that he ran off and actually escaped. It just it just didn't think he could, and then he got in a submersible. How do you get in a submersible and drive it off? Who knows how to do that? He does. Apparently he does. Um, I thought that their relations on the ship were, were cool. I don't know what what I, what, what I thought specifically that the about whole, them. the whole dialogue there was super cliche. Hmm. Really bad Well, cliche. they definitely have like, I don't know. I thought the, the relationship talk was pretty good. I, I thought that the um, they obviously have a problem where she is always committed to something more than she's committed to him. Well, I didn't think that was too cliche. She she the, he the kept talking about how the cliche bit was like where he was, you know, calling her out saying like you were a double agent and nothing was real and blah blah, blah. and she was, was like, she was like what I felt for you that was real. That was real. What we had that was real. And I was like, "Oh my god, could we be more cliche?" Yeah. Like I said that out loud and then Sarah's like, "Roses are red, violets are blue." Like, Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're definitely, that line's a little, it's a little overdramatic, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're in a pretty dramatic situation. <laughs> they were sleeping together. It looks like they were maybe getting back together. They're ex, ex-wife and husband, and then she uh, breaks it off because she's working for a different shadow organization <laughs> than the shadow organization they're already working for. So, like... A little drama is 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 I think reasonable. In I guess situation. it makes sense with the episode being love in the time of Hydra. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this this was our love episode. It really was. It was a multiple multiple love storyline. And then there was that whole like leave them. We could just run away from it all. Just you and me together. We could start over. And she's like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. She has bigger responsibilities, and I, I think she genuinely. I don't dislike this other shield at all. Like, I don't feel like they're bad guys yet. Yet. Now, they may do something that causes me to double-think that. Yeah. Uh, oh, obviously. Rethink that. But, I, so far, I don't think they are, you know... They're, 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 like I said, it's it's the anti-Colson, not necessarily... Uh, but not necessarily bad guys. Like, he's... They're not quite Colson. <laughs> they're almost Colson. They're almost Colson. God, shut up. I love it. Why do you have to make the best puns? <laughs> um, Stop it. <laughs> but the the thing with, with um, Morse and Hunter, like, I thought that was a really super cliche line, but the way that they presented it later, or I, I guess not later, but, like, the, the, the things that he said really brought it back from being cliche to being... Good in the episode. Okay. Um, specifically where he was saying that, um, where, I think it was where he was like, you got that intel though. 
oh oh yeah, loved that you got that intel line. Um, yeah, he's like we're, he's we're, like uh, you, uh, you we, we we you were you were trying you were to get in to get intel on me, and what we had was real. But you got that intel though. It's <laughs> so good. That's such a great line. I like that he throws it back from being super extra dumb cliche to being like. You still it almost feels like because of how cliche she's being, it almost feels fake. You feel where he's coming from. Like yeah. she's just throwing platitudes. She's not giving him anything real. Right. Um. She's not giving him. I sure I'll run away with you. She's just giving him like she's just saying things. She's not. These are words I read on a cereal box. Yeah, they're 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 just words. They're not actions. Yeah. Is the thing. He wants her to stop stop following Shield and come with him. <laughs> um. Stop following Shield and Shield. Yeah, neither Shield. Actually, I think at this point he'd be okay with them being together in Coulson Shield. You know. Yeah. Well, I guess he was defending Coulson. Like he's really not that bad. I and like. I see that you have some good points. I love that he said he's not that bad instead of something a little more cliche. As we just, you know, and he could have been like, but he's a great man, or like <laughs> he's a this or that. He's just, but instead it's so understated. He's you know. He's not that bad. You may have some good points. I see where you're coming from, but he's not that bad. <laughs> so, so, Once you get past that, he's all right. Yeah. He's got that nougaty center that we all love. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what would you rate this episode? We haven't run it rated, I feel like, in a couple of weeks. What, what would you rate this episode? I would probably rate it... Uh, it's it's one of those different categories ones again because like it didn't it didn't really drive the overarching story just some pieces moved into place yeah there was a little bit of character building I would probably give this one like a seven seven five because okay. I mean while it was it was a decent episode there wasn't that big story push that we get every week sure generally hmm. and I, I think I'm just counting down the days until I get to see. Um, this new Inhumans guy, Lincoln, come in and, like, teach Sky how to be Quake. an Inhuman. You want to see Quake. I really want to see Quake happen. Yeah. I want her to cut all her hair off, and <laughs> I want to see the real gloves come on. Yeah. The fake gloves come off, and Quake happen. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I want to see that. Uh, but I really... I, I I liked the movement in this episode. It, there wasn't much, like, not a ton happened, but enough pieces moved into place that, like, I really felt like some things were done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would give this probably a little higher rating, like maybe an 8.5 or something. Okay, okay. Yeah. I can see what you mean. Yeah. Maybe it was just a little too cliche for me. There, there, I, I keep going back to that. I understand what you, where you're coming from with that one scene. I think that was a little. There were there were definitely moments of clicheness in that scene. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I I dug it. I'm I'm excited for next week. I'm excited to see. Uh, I, I just last year they did such a great job of building towards something we didn't expect, and then uh, something shocking happening in Captain America two, and then it. Radically big, changing our show. The big turn, turn, turn. Yeah, the big turn, turn, turn. And I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for another big turn, turn, turn. Yeah, 
I want to see something. I want to see. I want to know what from this season is building toward the show, toward the movies. And I have a feeling it's this real shield. It looks like a lot of things come to fruition, like shield fights, like in fights are happening Mm -hmm. apparently, uh, based on the the teaser for next week, and a whole lot is going on. I don't know when this new Inhumans guy comes in though. Which kind of really irritates me that like he hasn't shown up yet. Like, yeah, come on, they just teach her much, how to do it. They don't have that much time yet left. Yeah. It's like episode sixteen. There's like four more episodes left this season. No, um, no, there's um six. Sorry, no, it's only, this is episode fourteen. I'm sorry, there's twenty two episodes. Total. Yeah, so yeah, so they've got eight more episodes, but still, yeah. Like, are you gonna montage it? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a training montage, like a Rocky style training montage of her learning or, to use her powers. Yeah, like Captain America. I would love that type thing. I'm I'm up for montages, man. There were like three montages in the first Avenger. Yeah, there were there were a lot of montages in that movie. It's very montage heavy. <laughs> they had to tell a whole lot of story in a short amount of time. Absolutely. You need a montage. <laughs> need a montage. All right. Well, I think we're pretty much done for this week. You got anything else you want to tell the people? I love you. That's sweet. I know. I was telling everyone else that. No, I know. I hate you. Definitely not me. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. All right, guys. Well, we are going to get out of here. I love you too, Jeff. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I know. (laughs) We'll uh, we'll see you next week uh, where we'll be discussing episode 15 from season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, And whatever news comes up. Yeah, looks like a lot is going to really hit the fan next week, so it should be a good one. should be a good one. It's looking one. like the season is building up toward greatness. Absolutely. It has already been great, though. Absolutely. Been good, really great so far. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.